there was there's no straight line between uh, the work and the life really in this kind of situation it's just one big uh, passion hi and welcome to drinking with creatives where we drown journalistic responsibility in a pool of vodka my name is jeremy berger a filmmaker and senior editor and each week i chat with a professional creative and we have a few drinks A few weeks ago, I was lucky enough to chat with Ed and Katie from Punch Card Films about their new project, A Trans Story. Ed and Katie fell in love with this project after meeting the director and DP, who are with me today. Martin and Matilda and I delve further into A Trans Story and the production behind it. And we also find out that we both have the same taste in beer. Enjoy! First question, most important question is, what are you drinking? We are, dr I'm drinking IPA. Ooh, what kind of IPA? Uh, what's Sierra Nevada? No, no, I, Sierra oh, Nevada. Yeah. No, 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 you're drinking Sierra, today. Sierra, Sierra Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. Sierra, wait, you're drinking a Sierra Nevada? So am I. Hello. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, look at that. Are you, are you both drinking Sierra Nevada? No, he's uh, no. drinking hard kombucha. Ooh. <laughs> yes, it's called June Shine. And it's... Uh, June Shine, and it's called Midnight Painkiller, and it's a fruity kombucha. <laughs> Midnight Painkiller? That's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, it's tricky because some of the uh, leathering is upside down on the bottle, so I guess you have to tip it, turn it, or mix it because there is uh, charcoal in it. Oh. Yeah. Some fancy drink. Yes. <laughs> well, me and Matilda are just going to chill out with our commoner beers. Cheers, Matilda. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> well, before we start drinking too much, um, please tell everyone who you are, what you do, and where we can find you. Hi, I'm Matilda Kauka. Hi, my name is Marcin Capron. We are um, director, editor, me, and Marcin is DP, and um, director of photography photography cinematographer <laughs> and we uh, <laughs> and we work on uh, our documentary project um, which uh, we are filming for four years we have filmed for four years it's called a trans story it's a feature-length documentary mm -hmm. um, and we are at the moment when we are just finishing um, we, ha we have already a rough cut and we are working on a final cut and uh, we are trying to raise money to finish uh, the film. We are currently um, fundraising. Mm -hmm. Project then, that's, it should come up. Yeah. Uh, Excellent. And we'll also have the uh, link to that in the liner notes if anybody cares to, uh, to check it out. Perfect. We're also, we also have a page on, uh, on Facebook as well as on Instagram. Which will also be in said liner notes. All right. <laughs> okay. Take me back four years ago. I want to know what this story was to you. Paint us a picture of it. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, so um, when I first came, moved to U.S. from Poland after graduating for, from uh, film school back in Poland, mm -hmm. Um, I started working as a film editor here in New York and um, I was working uh, for, for the company um, 
which uh, as a CEO had a job um, and um, we stayed in touch through social media after I did the pro a big project for them. I think I, I did like two, two big projects as a film video editor for them. And um, we stayed in touch through Facebook and um, I noticed the changes in your life uh, through Facebook. I, um, because uh, formerly he was in a female presentation. Um, this is how I knew him. And um, on Facebook, I, I noticed the changes uh, he, will, he started going through and um, his uh, new partner who, who was at the beginning of gender transition and um, they they looked so uh, happy together, and um, they were very open uh, uh, about what is going on with with their, their lives. They they felt they fell in love, and they um, they were starting with the with the transition. And um, they. Um, there was so much uh, tenderness in the relationship and openness and uh, it was very inspiring and um, i had this this idea about making the story about them started uh, growing in me but it uh, took a few weeks um i was a little bit shy to reach out to approach Joe. to approach yeah, yeah. Uh, but then I had a dream with Joe. He appeared in my dream, and the next day I, I emailed him and proposed making a documentary about him and, and his uh, partner. And he said, after 20 minutes, he sent, sent back an email saying that um, we're probably quite boring, but we can try. <laughs> yeah. He was very quick to reply and yeah. sort of enthusiastic, which is a big part of uh, um, his personality. But you replied and said, yeah, sure, no problem. You can make a film about us, but you'll probably find us very boring. And um, uh, we met with them. We both met with them a week later and talked through the, this idea. And, um, and they said yes. Let's do it. So this is how it started. That's fantastic. And it's very interesting because you began this. I mean, there's obviously a much different conversation happening in the U.S. about um, trans peoples and the rights that, you know, they deserve underneath our government. But you started this long before that was even in place. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there. As far as I know, there was there wasn't that much um, movement uh, within. I guess I mean movement. Movement was always there, but I guess there was not much talk about it. How how you how you said, Jeremy? Not much conversation going about yeah. the uh, LGBTQ um, community. Yeah, it's getting now. It's more and more and more films uh, are produced about uh, about those topics but yeah the governments uh, are coming around and recognizing more and 
and people have become accepting and realizing and open. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we, we started, well, at, at the same time, yeah, we, we started four years ago, so we didn't notice that much stuff, but yeah. And were there any like early like surprises for you guys as you were uncovering the story and as you were starting to get like, get to know like Joe and his story more? I don't remember like surprises and within the uh, the subjects of our documentary or surprises? yeah just just like things that you, you you come to find out like over time or through that intimate connection that you guys you know would be forming with you know Joe over the you know course of four years where he's going through this intensely uh, personal transition. I'm just wondering if there were any kind of interesting things about his life that uh, that you didn't know beforehand that either lent itself to the story or did not. I mean, maybe it's um, uh, how uh, how all all people around uh, around them are um, supportive. are really supportive, mm -hmm. um, and there's not there there are members of of the family um, who are not accepting um, the mm. transition. But this is a very rare thing. Generally, all friends and, and family is very supportive. So it was a nice surprise. That is a nice surprise. That sounds lovely. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, for me, I guess there was, uh, there was definitely, uh, I mean, we definitely learned things about uh, each of our subjects of the documentary about Joe and Ali. Um, nothing really surprising, um, but we've learned about them and we've learned, we learned more about the uh, LGBTQ community and, and things around it. Well, let's talk for a second about what your guys' uh, approach was, because this documentary obviously deals with some very sensitive subjects, both from uh, an interpersonal uh, relationship stand standpoint, as well as uh, gender, as well as medical. I mean, I can't imagine how old are Joe and Allie when they uh, be, uh, undergo the transition? They started uh, at age 14, both of them. I think there's like a one year difference between them. Under a period, yeah. yeah, but it's uh, at around 40, um, 39 or 40 or 41. Um, um, yeah. Uh, so they started uh, quite, uh, quite um, late. Yeah. But it's it's the story about that. How to transition later in life when you already have families, already have those uh, uh, networks and uh, the, uh, close circles of friends and family, and uh, how how they process uh, your transition. How how what is the reaction of uh, all the close people to to those um, re revolutionary changes in, in, in person's life. This is uh, the, the main topic of the film. So not just how Joe and Allie are transitioning, but how the, their entire social network also has to uh, transition as well in that respect? Exactly. exactly. This is, uh, we have um, uh, plenty of uh, interviews with friends and family uh, describing their own process around it. So, like, talk to me about the uh, beginning of production for you guys. Was it just you two going in there? Were you able to get some more crew? How did uh, 
Yes, it was only us two. Uh, we prefer this way because of the size of the apartment and um, and uh, just to minimize uh, the crowd mm -hmm. and um, not to disturb their uh, um, regular uh, routine. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, we all we always wanted to be a small crew. Um, just pretty much the two of us, three at the most, maybe with uh, a sound person. But uh, Matilda actually took on the role of a, of a sound person during the documentary as I was filming uh, because we, we wanted to be like a fly on the wall. We did not want to uh, scare them with, uh, uh, or maybe, uh, I don't know if scaring is the, the correct word, but... Um, like interrupt the intimacy of, of, of the their situation. lives, of their situation, yeah. of their lives. So uh, we want it to be the least intrusive possible. Um, yeah, to the point that I actually had to get a smaller camera because the director <laughs> uh, kept asking for a smaller camera just so it's less intrusive. Yeah, but uh, we also filmed a lot on on the street and in yes. in, in uh, inside uh, like museum or yes. yeah. different buildings. So it was uh, much uh, much easier with a small small camera. Yes, and that was the whole idea to be uh, the least noticeable um, by yeah. by by crowds by people. We didn't want to draw any attention and. We, like I said earlier, we just did not want to uh, in interfere too much in their everyday life. So we use DSLR. Mm -hmm. It's like a photographic camera. It's, 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 it was easier to, to not be noticed sometimes at all. Right. Yeah. right. So you describe it as very uh, cinema verite, where you're in there and you're just in there for their lives you're not giving them necessarily any kind of direction anything like that you're just letting them live and you're just there to record it exactly yeah the directing was very minimal we we just we were just trying to capture their um their life and um, i we didn't really created situation we just wanted to join them in, in the situations of their lives like you said uh, Verite. Yeah. It always seems to come up in conversations with documentary filmmaking that does take that long of, of a time, like a four-year production period. I feel like the question almost needs to be asked, uh, how much uh, footage are you guys dealing with for the edit on that? Wow. I, I think it's about 200 hours or, two, or two, between 200 and 300. Between 200 and 300 hours? I think so. All right, Matilda, I'm abandoning you on the beer road because I hear that. I am also an editor, and now I need a stiff drink. I need to go find a whiskey right now and maybe have a cry. But two to 300 hours. Yeah, yes. I think so. What was your sorting process like in, uh, in the edit room? I was uh, editing from the beginning uh, simultaneously uh, to the shooting process. I, I started um, organizing... Uh, the footage right away and um, creating some um, string, string out, but uh, selections, sequences. And um, so it was, uh, yeah, it was simultaneously 
doing the edit and uh, and then uh, pandemic hit and and I had a lot of time so I <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the jobs uh, finished uh, showing up <laughs> all the jobs dried up but you just kept working yeah and yeah and then uh, after two months of uh, of uh, being in the survival mode in the beginning of the pandemic i just i just realized this is the best opportunity to to finish the project uh, so i started uh, editing intensely and after a few months the afghat was ready you know it's it's real funny that you bring that up because i've got kind of a similar story i i, I recently completed a um a feature edit myself uh been working on it for years and i remember distinctly because like you i had just like lockdown had shut all possibility of work out the window stuck here alone with my computer and this project i haven't finished and i just kept editing and a few months later i finally put it together into that final assembly i would like to know when you finally got that rough cut done how did it feel i was uh, exhausted <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it, uh, also relieved mm -hmm. uh, that this uh, huge part of the of the job is done. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was. Well, I, I felt I felt good, exhausted, but really good. <laughs> so yeah, if you don't mind me asking, what's the uh, at least right now? What's the runtime of the film at? I'm at uh, one hour thirty two minutes, and um, I'm thinking about about trimming it. trimming it to maybe one hour 25 or 20 we'll see how it goes one hour 20 to 25 down from 250 ish wow okay that's uh that's a shooting ratio right there well done mm -hmm. right now you guys are in the middle of this seed and spark financing uh or, or, or excuse me fundraising uh where are you at with that are you uh what what percentage do you know Yes, uh, after first week of crowdfunding campaign, we uh, already have 44%. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's going really well. Good, 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 good. But And this this is just for the finishing of post-production, right? Yes, and uh, probably it's not the, it's not the whole, the, all the money we need, I, I don't think it is. I think we no, need another campaign or... Yeah. yeah this definitely whatever we were trying to raise now is definitely not the whole cost of post-production yeah but it will get us close to mm -hmm. uh but it doesn't cover um, all the expenses all, all the expenses and future expenses so yeah. we're but it gets us in a, in a good point of getting the film finished Actually, it's just the phase one. This is just yeah. the, the phase one to get you guys over the hump and into hopefully whatever phase two might look like. Am I correct? Correct. Exactly. Correct. Excellent. Uh, unless, unless, fingers crossed, or who knows if it happens or not. Unless we we end up raising more than than we're that we wanted. So that more would, than goal. More than goal. So everybody, if you're listening, please give them more money. We need to give these guys more money. All please. the money. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk, because uh, I feel like I've given uh, March and too much of a time off, and I feel him like relaxing. Uh, so I want to talk about the cinematography uh, for a bit. Can we do that? Sure. Excellent. So you said you went from a bigger camera to a smaller camera. Which cameras are we talking about? 
originally I wanted to shoot the film on uh, Canon C300 Mark II. Mm -hmm. um, uh, as I mentioned, the director did not want Hilda did not want to use that camera because it's, it seemed a little bulky and intrusive, and uh, uh, it would draw attention. Uh, I ended up going with Sony A7S II, mm -hmm. and I think it was about two weeks into filming, two weeks of using it which were two separate occasions that I, two separate, um, yeah, two separate occasions that I used the camera on. I ended up trading it in for GH4. Really? Yes. Um, I love the A7S II for the low light capability. Unfortunately, at that moment, there was an issue with uh, focus peaking on the camera. Mm. And um, shooting from the hip, down low at times, uh, looking at the, at the, um, uh, the little LCD display mm -hmm. uh, or LED display, looking at it, uh, I thought that I was in focus. I thought the uh, the image was in focus. The peaking was showing me that it is in focus. And then I would come home and it turned out that it actually wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of months later, after I already uh, did the camera for something else, a couple of months later, Sony did acknowledge that, did come out and say that there is there is an issue with the, uh, with the focus peaking. And they fixed that, but at that moment, I was already onto another camera. Were there any specific uh, inspirations that you took in? Any uh, other work from photographers or cinematographers that uh, you just mentally referred to insofar as this production? Uh, no, nothing specific. I mean, it's pretty much what a lot of uh, documentary cinematographers uh, do, that they, they try to just go with as much as natural light and and uh, just watch the life unfold. So no, there was no uh, no specific inspiration. Fair uh, enough. But I did miss the uh, the low light capability of A7S2 uh, going to GH4, eventually progressed to uh, GH5, then GH5S, and uh, over to Panasonic S1H at the moment. So if anybody's looking to buy a camera, Martin has a few for sale. They're all gone. Oh, okay. Well, well, never mind. You're, you're all too late. It was a fire sale. You guys do capture this transition in its, its entirety? Um, in, in a way, yes, but um, it's, I guess I'm, it's a... Ongoing process. It's an, it is an ongoing process. Ongoing process. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, I don't think there's, there's pretty much a beginning and the end to it. Everybody, everybody goes to their transition at their own uh, speed and, and way. So what we've captured is a big chunk of uh, somebody's transitioning process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think... Um, it tells the, the story. The, yeah, it's, it, we captured some, some uh, important uh, turning points for them and for the transition process, um, but... The, the idea, I think, is open. Tell me about the kind of access you were able to get, because obviously uh, there were some major uh, medical uh, happenings uh, that both uh, Joe and Ali would have to go through in their transition. Uh, were you able to like work well with the hospitals, or how much, or how much did you even want to be in there, for, in like quote unquote, in the room for that particular part? Well, we definitely uh, wanted to be there uh, during the doctor visits, mm -hmm. um, consultations, consultations. Uh, yeah, consultations, doctor visits, 
we never planned on being in, in uh, there for any of the procedures. Okay. Um, but uh, every clinic and hospital that we tried to get access, we ended up getting it. So oh, it was definitely wow. a process, but oh. No? Yeah, the first one. Sorry, uh, Matilda shaking her head. There was there was something. Yeah, the first I'm one. Forgetting. Um, the first one we uh, I didn't have the the access because I asked for too much. I think I asked for too many meetings uh, to be able to to sh to film too many meetings, and they were like, ah, oh. no, <laughs> you right. don't don't get any <laughs> but then, then uh, the next one i was uh, a bit wiser after the first experience and i asked only for one and uh, and it's it was possible so my advice is uh, is to ask on <laughs> for less if, if you're dealing with the hospitals i guess yeah step at a time not not everything yeah. at once yeah 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 I because remember it's that not now, easy yeah. really to to get uh, the acceptance there's a lot there's definitely a lot of uh, bureaucracy a lot yeah. of uh, emails and back and forths and and uh, between the people that are in mm. in charge of uh, yeah. of the uh, public relations of the uh, of the yeah they, they need to clinic. get all the agreements from everyone and um, it takes time and uh, it's it's not easy <laughs> yeah oh, no not at all bureaucracy never is yeah well, what I'd like to talk about now, I kind of want to know, uh, and both you guys, both you can answer this. What is it that you want people taking away from this film when they walk out of the theater after the first time they see it? It's to be more familiar with the with the topic, with with the process. Uh, there's like there's plenty of uh, people who don't have uh, any transgender person in their close circles. And uh, and people are curious how how does it look how how the process uh, how is the daily life of uh, of a person and uh, the film uh, answers those questions it just uh, takes you uh, within inside the daily life uh, of uh, of a person who transition and um, and. The, makes you familiar with the process and uh, i think it's a, a bit like educational film good almost like a primer on understanding you know what's behind the word transgender what these people's lives are actually like versus what you might perceive them to be like from media news sources etc yeah yeah okay now on to this question i had for the both of you because when i first heard there's that I, i've run into a lot of couples filmmate well filmmaking couples especially in the documentary world but i can't say that i've ever heard of a filmmaking couple that took on the responsibilities you folks did uh because mansion you were a producer and a dp yeah yes okay and then uh matilda you're the director and editor and now as we just recently found out sound as well Sound as well, and also producing and as, producer well. as well. <laughs> and also producing, my lord. Okay, because in my head, having done all of those jobs myself, uh, not at the same time, obviously. Oh, thank God. Well, actually, no, I can't say that. There was one, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, but in my head, you know, 
mansion, I, I imagine you at the end of the day uh, saying to yourself, okay, if we hold uh, this shot of the sunset for another 15 minutes, we're going to enter into perfect golden hour territory and it's going to be magical. And then your producer part of the brain kicks in going, yeah, but that'll be uh, that'll be overtime. So we have to go right now. <laughs> Meanwhile, Matilda, you're the uh, director and editor and there's just so many people out there who tell documentary filmmakers to not do that, that you shouldn't be the director and the editor. And now I hear that you're also sound, which means if you're going to remain the editor, you're going to yell at yourself whenever the mic dips. Guys, what yeah. was shooting like that like? Oh, it was tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was tough in a way, but at the same time, I think it was easier because we are a couple and we approached the project uh, with, uh, with our hearts and uh, with open hearts. And we really wanted to tell the story and we were really interested in the story and we were really interested in, the, in our subjects, um, Ali and Joe personally and we weren't really coming to the project to as a job uh, I don't think we ever um, talked about what we cannot and uh, what we should not do because of the budget uh, obviously the budget was all out of our own pockets uh, and whatever the budget allowed us we did so uh, there was there's no strict line between uh, the work and the life really in this kind of situation it's just one big uh, passion right yeah. and uh, and it's yeah but it's 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 difficult uh, exactly when i uh, when i watch uh, the footage and uh, and and i hear the sound it's like oh my god yeah i should i should do a better job <laughs> and it, it can be uh, distracting really all the emotions uh, it's it's much harder to work as an editor on your own footage than uh, than on working on other people's footage uh because you you don't have this um this distance uh, it's all yours it's all you it's uh, it, it's your voice in the footage talking to the subjects it's just <laughs> it's it can be really hard <laughs> and to confront with your mistakes in in, in, in this way for sure Martin, Matilda, is there anything else you want to tell me? Anything else you want to talk about insofar as the film? No, we just we just hope to um, to finish it and get it out there so people can see um, and learn and appreciate it. Yeah, that's it. March and Matilda, thank you so much for joining us today. I can't wait to hear more about a trans story, and I look forward to having you guys back at some point. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. It was great to chat with you. Yeah, a pleasure. Thank you, Martin and Matilda. For more about A Trans Story and to help support it, head over to seedandspark.com and search for A Trans Story. The link will be in the show notes. Make sure to check out drinkingwithcreatives.com where you can support us by contributing to our Patreon. And don't forget to subscribe and download on your preferred platform. I hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next time.